0: Iba Olodumare eni to da ile aye ati orun pelu gbogbun timbe ninu an. Iba gbogbo Orisha o Iba lodulodu Awachiba lọwo Alasheku keje kiba Awashe Ashe Aro gbogbo eni ti awọn oduwon yi lati mu lono lo ati lona ti ki asima shishi e yi ni onan yo yowu yato si ilanan ti fi gaye kale fun ilosi wa juwe sinwa niyo ne neba yi auki e fa bi meji meji ni oju odu meni dilogun bere la ti eji
1: Ashe, greetings and welcome to Why, How, <clears> Hour <throat> of Power. Ashe, I am so excited. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Today is a great day. It's been a magnificent day, and I'm excited to bring you a brother that is going to set your heart on fire, your mind and your heart. So let me just begin with the prayers. That prayer came from uh, Baba Awo Ifapukumi Adewale. And he has a uh, CD that contains all the 16 old So if you're interested in having that, that is what this brother does. So I say Omitutu Ori Tutu Onatutu Ilaitutu Tutu a Gungun, and what I said was, cool water, cool head, cool road, cool house, and cool ancestors. Mother Earth, thank you for the resources we receive all day. And even though today is not Ifa day, tomorrow is. I want to do the Unity Prayer by Baba he, Ten, ten, tenji. Thank you. I'm sorry. Although Dumari, we greet you in thanksgiving and appreciation that we may come together in the name of Mother Earth, Omile, with one heart and one mind. It is our intention to gather in prayer so that we may transform the negative elements in the world that would see humanity enslaved in the illusion of lack, limitation, and confusion. We call upon your Ashe to unite us in like-mindedness, balance, and good character, so that your Ashe may flow through us collectively and have a powerful influence on those who seek to keep us in ignorance. We ask that we be able to recognize those same elements that we seek to change in the world within ourselves and overcome them with the strength and spirit of the warrior. Let us be a tool for change, for the wisdom of the ancestors to flow through so that we know at every turn how to be victorious in our lives and be examples for the world to look towards. We thank you for your guidance, and so it is. Ashe. Ashe, Well the sun is shining as I open up the mic for our magnificent guest. As and I just want to be um let you know that I'm honored and um so blessed by his, you know, agreeing to be on the show. His name is Haru Yuya. Yeah, Ashan Anu. Greetings and blessings, brother.
2: Mm -hmm. Greetings, Zia. Greetings. Wonderful to be here. evening. Thank you for having me.
1: Ashe. You know, I've been looking forward to chatting with you. I'm so um, really impressed by your website, you know, and um, I wanted to find out what started you on your spiritual journey. And how many years would you say that you've been reflecting? You kind of young too, so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, sure. And, um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm listening. Oh no, it's a blessing that you know that uh, you're so young and that you you have the fire of the spirit, you know. so I mm-hmm. wanted to know how many years you was doing this and what started you on this spiritual journey.
2: Okay, sure. Well, I mean, I I never really had a a prolific, uh, cathartic change of mind in terms of coming into spirituality. It wasn't something that uh, one day I decided I needed to do in order to get my life right or to save my life or anything like that. Uh, I always had, it was just a very, um, I'd say a profound series of divine coincidences uh, since a very young child that really started to kind of, you know, to draw, connect the dots when I was younger and start to show me that uh, I came to the planet with a level of insight and elevated understanding that should be respected and should be honored and should be explored. Uh, from a very young age, uh, I saw how precious life was. And because of that, I wanted to learn as much as I could about it. And that led me through various schools of understanding, uh, whether you know the Christian Church, the um, the mosque. Uh, I dealt with 120 for for a good while, Buddhism and many other systems, and um, eventually landed uh, in the Orisha tradition as well as Ifa. And it's not because that particular tradition was was greater than the other ones that I had encountered, but it. It just spoke to me the most. It was just most intuitive to me, uh, and there was certain certain experiences, and I'd say certain mythology that I was living out throughout my life that mirrored some of the uh, patakis that I was learning as I as I you know I really got into just learning the corpus and, and listening to some of the elders share stories with me, and I said you know I would listen and say wow that's what I went through that's what I went through so, you know so I started to see more the personal relationship that my soul or my ori was having with uh, this tradition known as Ifa, even without me knowing it. And every day I'm still learning. I'm still learning how Ifa is unfolding in me or has already been unfolded. And that journey for me, uh, again, it started at a very young age, but I'd say around 1990 uh, is when I really kicked it into high gear. And uh, during that time I was running – different uh, community programs, community action programs, um, but as well as teaching uh, a level of spiritual know-how and spiritual etiquette. And it didn't necessarily start with IFA. With IFA didn't come into play until about maybe six to seven years later, around 96, 97. But um, definitely a journey, I'd say my my strong, committed Sankofian journey started around 90, where I really wanted to reconnect with the um, movements, the mores, the norms, and the principles of my Egun, or my ancestors, as we also call them.
1: You know, it's so funny that um, most of the um, spirit workers and people who have found alter- or alternative uh, healing modalities, spiritual healing modalities, have worked with people in the communities You know, community-based groups working with children, and you know, and and parents trying to get that together, and we all recognize there's an element that is oppressive and shadows our people, and that definitely is post, you know, slavery. Sure.
2: Sure. Sure. I mean, and that, that was really just what you said was kind of my entrance in. I didn't necessarily come into the community work or really community rearing because of a humongous love that I had for, for my people. Um, I came in because of the hatred that I had for what was done to my people. And me being a warrior energy, and especially at the time a younger warrior, I wanted to fight back. I, I never really had a whole lot of love for bullies. So when I started to understand uh, more about uh, my people and um, the things that have been done and are still being done, there was a rage, a righteous rage, that I was filled with. And this was around—I um, had read Roots when I was about eight or nine. And so around then, when I first read Roots, uh, hey, Root. it was a novel in the book. And, yeah, Roots, <laughs> the the novel.
0: And and I had
2: just read it because yeah, I, I liked the cover. You know, it was, it was a cream color, and it had the word roots written in brown on it, and it was on our shelf, and um, it just it stood out over all the other books. So um, I gave myself a summer to read it, and I read it in that summer, and I was on fire. And then after that, uh, I read the autobiography Malcolm X, and I read about Megda Evers and uh, a few others. But um, it was a rage that I was filled with as a child. And it just really spoke to what had happened and what I was not um, informed of by the general populace. And that rage or that directed and focused anger carried me for about 10 or 15 years in my studies. And then as slowly, as I matured, the anger turned into more healing. And then from healing, it went into uh, more redemptive uh, correction, of the situation You know And love of course You know It began, began to want to really draw myself Closer to like minded But again You know My entrance was An entrance of fire You know It was a fire entrance
1: Wow And it's so It's so real Because Within that I could hear my story You know So And the other mm-hmm. people's stories So I You know I, I, I know The fire And the rage that, And the outrage you know, based on what was done to us, that they're trying to say was now unpaid internship. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. we have something about, but um, it is something when that door opens for you, and you begin to see be the process. Because you know, a lot of people think when they come out of a spiritual journey that. They are all powerful, but it's just the beginning. It's like initiation right. is the beginning.
2: It's not the end. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's you're, init- you're starting and you're initiating a journey. And um, there's, an, there's an old dude that speaks to that, and it says once, once one becomes initiated, then one can now initiate. And it means that now that you're initiated, we've got the crud off of you. You know, we do got all the the dogma and the crud and everything that was caked around your spirit or your soul. Now that that's clean, we're starting from a clean slate, and now you can be taught. But up until that point, you haven't really been taught anything. You've just been stripped down so that you could be turned into a student or turned into a scholar, and now you're initiated into some uh, uh, a clearer and more focused level of scholarship.
1: I say that is so true. It's very true. And it's um, necessary now as the change is on the planet. You know, um, since 2009, uh, many of us uh, have been uh, promoting the, you know, the understanding because I guess it came through in 2003. But in 2009, we started putting it out into the universe of the public to um that the Divine Feminine, the Mother, was coming back in. And one of my mentors, Dr. Boland, in 1990, uh, did a book uh, on the, um, the heart of soul. He's a psychiatrist in Harlem. And he really explained about the Dark Mother coming back to the planet. And here she is. And, you know, there's so much compassion and love and just changes, you know, the world is turning upside down as you see people who have been um, doing things for years, you know, have, are, are now exposed, the ones that, you know, want to convict other people, and they themselves are doing it. So it's just like the recent um, congressman who was caught uh, doing uh, cocaine, and he wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, having uh, drug tests for welfare recipients, well, what about drug tests for Congress people? Right. (laughs) They're not paid for, you know. So it it really, the ministers are being exposed, uh, you know, people in high places. So the world is changing upside down. And I know that you're one of the movers and shakers that's going to help uh, gain you know, people gain some understanding on an individual level. I love how your website says "Sadhoo House Spiritual Education." You know, um, it is it, it, it's, it's a powerful statement. You know, mm-hmm. for spiritual life. Right. And, right. Um, well, that
2: really speaks to the. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, sis.
1: That's what I was going to ask
2: you. Go ahead. Tell me what that speaks to. <laughs> Sure. That speaks to really, uh, again, stripping away some of that dogma. Um, oftentimes when we, you know, whether we're coming up in a public school system or we're coming up in religious institutions and organizations, uh, most of what we're taught is training, you know, and we're taught that when we come through the door, there's a certain presentation we're supposed to have, there's a, there's a certain image, uh, there's a certain language that we're supposed to speak From thence forward And no one is really dealt with as an individual Just like when you send your child to school You're really dealt with As an amorphous homogenous, Homogenous blob you know, of children, and all children are supposed to sit here until this time and answer the, the the questions this way and and respond in that way, dress that way, speak that way. So what happens is that when you carry that thinking over into your spiritual education, or let's just say your spiritual experience or your spiritual life, then you you basically just become a robot. You become an automaton, all right, And you reindoctrinate indoctrinate yourself back into a religious paradigm. But spiritual education deals with you as an individual, not necessarily looking to throw out all of who you are, but understanding that you're you're a unique expression of Oludumare, you yourself. You're a unique expression through the power of Ori. And if you're a unique expression, then I should rejoice in getting an opportunity to help you draw out the core of that expression. And the core of that expression is going to be different than the core of my expression because we're individualized portions of olodumare. So that's why it really speaks about spiritual education because education comes from the Greek word edukar, which means to bring forth or to draw out. So it's drawing out that spiritual uniqueness or that spiritual inventiveness as opposed to saying that, hey, when we all see each other, we have to say alafia, and we have to bow in this way, and we have to hug in this way, and you have to wear this type of clothing, and so forth and so on. Um, No, we're all unique expressions of Dumare. And the thing is, we have to learn the the enormity and the immensity of the span that Dumare traverses. And that's what makes it interesting and fun.
1: (laughs) It is. And, you know, it's so, God, you're very powerful because... Those are truths that come as you begin to walk the path. It doesn't matter what, you know, spirituality that you're in. If you're opening up the lanes for you to have understanding, knowledge, and wisdom, then you begin to see that all of that is trappings. And once you... See the truth that everybody's an individual and we all must stand and look in the mirror at ourselves and be honest and truthful to ourselves. Are we following something that we don't believe in, you know, that's not really um, fulfilling us to where we need to be, you know, or are we, you know, really standing out and allowing our individual expression of God to be? Because we're all creations right. and we are creators, you know. Mm-hmm. So it it is a powerful thing. Your your website is wonderful. I love the um various different um articles and the different shows because yeah, I know you have a show on Blog Talk too that you have right. done. You know to open up the path um across uh. What,
2: what, what is that, Across the Kings? Across the Kings River. That was a uh, right. um, brother by right. the name of James Weeks. Yeah, yeah. We, we had him on our show. And, you know, I he's know. doing a documentary. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, we, we, what we try to do is not only, it's not just about necessarily my body of information and wisdom, but what we also try to do uh, in the Subdula House Spiritual Center is we try to highlight other people who are out here trying to put the information out, but doing it from a sincere place. You know, now with this, the connectedness of the Internet, you have a lot of voices popping up. And it's very difficult to trace back, you know, and I'm not even going to speak about lineage because, you know, but it's very difficult to trace back authenticity and to really determine if people are on the money, you know. And it's not to say that people have not been getting hoodwinked within the spiritual community before, the, you know, the popularity of the Internet. But I would definitely say that it, it's grown It's grown in proportion to those who are out here doing the real work, you know, who are really doing it because it's a part of their their NIA or their life purpose. So what we try to do is, especially those who are kind of fragmented, you know, you got some people who are in, like, more remote places uh, in the world. We try to highlight them and let people know, maybe who live in their area, that, hey, there's somebody here who you can work with and, you know, they're all right you're not going to get robbed or taken advantage of. So, you know, the Anua Safo, which is our Sunday show, is a show where we try to, you know, uh, bring certain people to light that, you know, the the community may not be aware of.
1: I say, And, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to recognize that no one group, individual, has the answer. Country. Mm -hmm. No one... Any, You know, no one person has the answer. And that we have to open ourselves up to allow other people's, you know, uh, royalty of creation to enfold and to immerse on the planet and be grateful that they're able to have their voice because that means that you're able to have your voice too. When you're able right. to see that other people are great, then you can really see that we are connecting. And I think that's the message that Spirit is sending to people, you know, all of us spiritual workers, that everybody is blessed with a message and we have to open it up for the message. And speaking of the message, I wanted you to uh, talk about the message. I asked you to do the Odu for the Week for uh, Mm -hmm. Yerba House, which is why, how, in uh, the acronym. So, um, and you said you did it. So I'm excited to hear what you got in your interpretation.
2: Okay, Okay. sure. Um, Well, the Odu is going to be governing, governing, I'm sorry, the uh, next seven days. Moving forward for us is the sacred Odu, Ogbe Wehin. Okay, and sometimes we also may pronounce that Ogbe Wari. And that, that is the joining together of obey and Iwari, all right? And um, what it basically means for us in this coming seven days is this is a time for a lot of internal introspection, okay? This is not a time for a lot of action. This is a time really for those who have a measure of personal value, personal values and personal wisdom that they've accumulated over time, this is now the time to kind of sit back and rely on that. This is not a time for new information, for the acquiring of new information or the application of new information. When we're dealing with the coming together of Ogbe, or the, the, that's the father Odu of Ogbe Meji, and the um, sacred order of the uh, Odu Ifa, that is the first Odu we, we have, Eji Ogbe. And that really deals with, um, for those who are familiar, like with the uh, Buddhist, it deals with yang, going forward with strength or light, okay? Um, It deals with the the astrological sign of Aquarius, okay, when we're dealing with that particular Odoo. And that really just deals with launching forward. You know, it's very similar. If anyone has ever heard the, the, sometimes people greet each other, they say alafia, which means well-being or health. And Ogbe is an energy of a lot well-being. It means that everything is ready to go and good to go. But uh, when you're dealing with this energy, it also may point to you possibly not considering things that should be looked at this week. So that's why we, it travels, Ifa now travels to the o- Odu of Iwari. And Iwari tells us, uh, Iwari means it sees, we see. That's what Iwari means. It sees, we sees, okay? And the energy that deals with Iwari is the sun, okay? And that's the astrological sign of Leo. So we have Aquarius and Leo coming together. But Leo and the sun in this this movement, they're kind of telling us it's time for you to go into your internal sun, your internal light, and start to kind of look at how you've been doing things in the past and what's working and apply those to the current situations, especially – as it applies to the ending of relationships this week. Okay, this is a week, this is a time now where some people are considering if some of the connections or the relationships um, that they're currently in, are they even worth being in. Instead of doing a reading on it or instead of um, reading a book or a pamphlet on it, I want those who are listening to go back on their patterned history. This, this is a very cerebral odoo when this comes up. This is a time of thinking. I want you to go back to your patterns and make a determination. Based on my history, is this something I should be doing? When we're dealing with ogde wehin, we're dealing with the joining of fire and air, okay, fire and air. So we have to be a little careful because fire and air, when those come together, you know, air can blow uh, fire out of proportion, right. very similar to when we read stories about Oya and Shango and how uh, Shango kept taking the advice of Oya to the point that he burned his whole kingdom down because his fire can't take with so much of that air. But the air represents, and it's very appropriate to what we'll be speaking about today, the air represents the messages that are received from Yegum, or the whispers in the wind, okay? Um, the Emi, which is the I, Okay, and Yoruba Emi is a word that means divine breath, but it also means I, as in me, the person, but it also means spirit. So we're dealing with now you going tapping into that spiritual ego of the I, the next seven days, and determining if what you're doing is in alignment with the wisdom that the I has collected up until this point. So that's the sacred Odu of Obewe for the next seven days Arshad. Introspection
1: I say yes. And as you said It's dealing with the topic We are covering tonight Which is about mm-hmm. ancestors I know people are getting sick of me Talking about the ancestors But <laughs> uh, the ancestors Will have their justice You know uh, mm-hmm. They're just talking about uh, You know uh, Slavery was unpaid in turn. You know, they learned the skill. You know, they benefited. <laughs> and my um, ancestors was outraged. My I was outraged, you know, and um, they sent me down and said, chill out because we're going we to get there. You know, so right. really a whole bunch of us need to be going down to Houston by the water and uh, praying for our people to... Uh, run those people out and we need to get in the communities where they're breeding ignorance and violence and take hold of it and say, hell no, we're not going to let another, not another child go forward with ignorance into the world and, you know, giving them their birth ceremonies, implementing the rituals of rites of passage so children know where
2: they are and where they're going and who they are. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Be- this and this is this Odoo speaks exactly to that because it deals with, with digging back into your your collective history. So when you're digging back with that it sees we see, it's kinda like that out of body observation of self. And when you have those out-of-body observation of self-experiences, what you're really doing is, is looking at yourself along with your Egon or with your ancestors and determining where have we gotten to this point. And like you just said, really, do we really truly have a, a history of non-resistance or do we actually have a history of insurrection and, and response and retaliation whenever there's an abnormality that appears on, on IA or the planet's surface? So when you really go back into your mind's eye, you go back into those past lives or, or the, all the experiences that the Ori or the Soul has had and your egun has had, you'll probably find out that maybe even your own family took part in the insurrection at some point. You know, so just sitting back and commenting has never really been uh, a part of our, our matrix, a part of our natural makeup. And Iwari Ogbe uh, Wehin is reminding you of that. Uh, move forward with action because Obey deals with moving forward, launching out, but move forward with calculated action based on past experiences of your patterns and your successes because a worry is an Odu that is sacred to Shango. So, you know, when you're dealing with Shango and it's like, you just said the word justice, the ancestors will have their justice. Whenever you're dealing with Shango or worry, you're dealing with the aspect of justice based on how we've gotten justice before. And that's what this whole do is dealing with. How have we done this previously? And some people may not be ready to stomach that answer, but you have seven days to reflect on it
1: say I say, It's just so powerful. you know I, if I wasn't sitting, I'd be knocked on my butt <laughs> <laughs> that That is exactly exactly you know uh the message that I received this morning, you know, and and just in terms of allowing that uh, energy to, um, you know, be in a thoughtful, don't don't do the same patterns, you know, know that this cycle is ending, that has been abusive and corrupt. I mean, there's getting ready to be so many changes that it's going to make people's heads spin because it's going to be so fast that you see people that were once so awed, you know, held in awe, inspiring awe, you know, you're so great that, you know, people are going to really see who they really are. And that although their inner God helped them to create whatever, that inner spirit of Ajogun, which is the negative energy mm-hmm. that a man put on the planet, you know, with the... Um, Greed and the oppression and, you know, trying to enslave people and trying to make people think one set of people are better than the another, which we know to be a falsehood. So all of these right. things are starting to come upon the surface and we're seeing so many of our children, you know, just in spite of all odds succeed. You know, we had uh, young people in the White House just Two days ago You know uh, The uh, African cultural group from uh, I believe it was from uh, Brooklyn, New York God, I'm from Brooklyn <laughs> And the fact that they were in the White House And that uh, Mama uh, Michelle gave You know, them a hug And gave them love It uh it was overwhelming to me. It brought tears to my eyes because I know that that took, you know, a lot for us to be right. in the White House, you know, uh, mm. doing a presentation, winning an award for performing arts, and that is the Ifa Taiyo Cultural Arts Academy in Brooklyn, New York. So I am I'm very just familiar with so that accomplishment. Mm you know, um, is a blessing for our people. I say. So let us talk ancestors. So now know that you have messages from our ancestors, and I've been dropping them as I've been speaking. So Mm. please, please let us know what they
2: have been saying to you, Ashe. Sure. This this is a time now uh, as far as the messages that I've received through the winds and um, just all the different people who I work with. You know, fortunately in, in the work that I do, I get to speak to a lot of different people and do a lot of different readings and consultations. And, you know, um, interesting enough, and I'm sure other I will, will attest to this, at certain seasons you'll see certain odoo come up. Everyone's seeing the same exact thing. And I'm finding that in a lot of the uh, consultations And this season, there's a particular Odu of Okuran that keeps coming up, Okoran, And Okuran is an Odu that deals with pressure. Okay, and more importantly, it deals with pressure forming a single mind. Uh, it's, in that Odu, you have the Orisha uh, Ochosi, who is the archer, right, very similar to Sagittarius or in uh, Apollo we have uh, Matalumbo and when you're dealing with that single-mindedness or that single focus in this form as the Egon to bring it forth they're, they're letting us know that all this pressure that we're feeling is now galvanizing those who are really serious about something into a single focus because when you're dealing with an arrow I mean one little tiny arrowhead can take down a giant bear so it doesn't really take a mass movement. It only takes a focused effort of just a few, and that few may be two people. It may be you and your spouse. You know, it may maybe you and your children. You know, So this is the time now for people really to strip away the excess of material attachment. And by material attachment, I'm not just talking about your cars and your, your jewelry, but, but your relationships. Your relationships that do not speak to the redemption of your ancestors are going to fall by the wayside just like an arrow. An arrow, has, it only has things on it that it needs to hit its target. There's no frills and glitter and, and sequins. And say I'm going I'm to decorate my arrows and make them pretty. So the, the ancestors are really saying this is a time now for minimalism, for re- the respecting of pressure, because pressure will uh, make a diamond or pressure will bust a pipe, depending on what that pipe is made out of. So if your pipes are not made out of the right material, you're going to bust. Okay, So this is a time that you're going to see some people just losing it. They're just, going, they're just cracking up. And this is not really a time where you need to be spending a lot of focus trying to save those who can't hack it. Okay, we're coming into a new era of evolution with those who have been respecting this ancestral way and respecting these traditions, they're the ones who are being transmuted into new beings who are going to the next place. It's very similar to like what you said earlier Eon, about, you know, all of the things that are put in the community to keep us oppressed and to keep keep us underfoot, but despite all of that you still have people, young people more specifically, who are able to rise through and rise, and rise above and really represent the cream of the crop. And that's really because they're transmutating. So the things that you've put forth or the things that the oppressor or the adversary has put forth in order to stop them yesteryear, and yesteryear could mean five years ago, is not affecting them now because they're morphing. This, this, is, the al- this is the alchemical process of Ocyanin where Osain takes a little tiny plant, a little tiny seed, and can make miracles happen, which is this little thing because Osain deals with with alchemy, with the changing. And alchemy, we we have the prefix al, which means peace or the or the divine, and kim means black. So alchemy is the divine blackness. So this is a time now, and we know the ancestors deal with those dark black energies This is a time now when we start, those of us who are tapping into those dark energies, we're undergoing a process of alchemy. So the food is not killing us like it was yesterday. The water is not killing us like it was yesterday, nor is the air. Despite all of that, we're still able to maintain our cognitive and higher elevated minds to have higher elevated vibratory conversations like we're having right now. So this is a time for darkness and alchemy. This is a time for that and for you to respect the pressure that's in your life because it's evolving you into a better being. I say. As I hear it.
1: I say. And that is very true. Well, so let me let me just ask you, because I know some practitioners feel like they um don't have to um look into what's going on, you know, in as far as with, um, you know, the political life, President Obama, him fighting for the health care for everybody and people fighting against him. Um, so what is your take on, as far as, you know, the politics and all of that? Do you get involved in it or are you a watcher?
2: I'd say I'm, I'm a bit of both uh, and the reason I'll say that is because I certainly have to keep myself informed uh, and that is a part of the mission and the job and, and the responsibility of a Lao. you can't just you know, sit in your shrine all day or in your basement or wherever you're at and reading cryptic and ancient Odoo, you have to understand the relevant and current day application of those Odoo and how things are shifting and morphing today um, and that's what makes you a more successful, I will, by understanding and knowing those things. But uh, I would say I'm very much involved because a large percentage of, my, um, of the people I work with are actually politicians. And that's very important for people to understand. That. Of course, I'm not going to reveal any names, but it's important for everyone to understand that things that seem so accidental in terms of politics, because everything, everything on this planet is politics. It's, everything is politicized. At some point Even your history Is politicized Okay mm-hmm. Don't think that They're telling you The wrong or incorrect Historical facts And a fact Is just something That the group The group agrees on But you're giving These historical facts For a political agenda That someone is Trying to present So um, Yeah it's critical But I stay involved Because I help to Guide Some of the work Of Those politicians Who I feel Have a righteous agenda And who are really Trying to affect some type of, um, I'm not going to say change, but alleviate some of the suffering that's currently going on. Um, but you have to stay well-informed. And more importantly, you have to understand that politicians, people who are affecting public policy, when it comes to ritual and spiritual work, they get busy. Don't think they're just sitting here writing bills. And No, they get busy, and especially for those out there who are squeamish about about blood sacrifice. They're not on any level, whether it be animal or human. Okay, That's so right. they're, they're getting busy. And this is one of the reasons why they're able to maintain the status quo and maintain their foothold because they, they have they have high priests that they go to. It's no different than when, when Ronald Reagan got shot in the, in the 80s and Nancy Reagan went and ran to all of her psychic advisors. No different. Now, of course, we're told psychic advisors, but I guarantee she was dealing with something heavier than that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Because you know, there are systems all over. But be clear right. that those um, systems that look for power and greed and stuff are very quick to abuse human life. And we'll find a baby. Right. or And you see people missing all the time. And you yes. got to know that um, these are the results of people trying to keep their power. You know right. that guy that went in there and killed them twenty one children. I believe that was a real r- ritualistic killing.
2: You're talking about and, in uh, um, Connecticut. Yes. Yeah, I, you know what? But I, I feel it was that. But I think it was a ritual. Just my, just my perspective. Right. I think it was it was on the reverse side because um, if if you ever get a moment to look at the history of of that Sandy area in Connecticut, there was um, mass murders uh, that went on there of the natives who lived there. I think it was something like 3,700 natives were killed in that area. You know, so when I looked at it, I I said, oh, okay, so maybe that was just them coming back and and balancing out the karma of the trauma of that soil. Well,
1: absolutely. That that always is in it. That always is in it. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, uh the the universe manipulates people to work the part that needs to be worked so that might have been retribution, but done by what and who you know what i'm saying so whoever's that,
2: easily easy to program right. whoever's easiest exactly. to program is going to get programmed and certain people especially those and this is a this is a time where people need to get into their sciences a little bit those people who walk on the planet to have a high level of animal dna are more easily programmed than those who don't, and there are some people who have more animal DNA than others. Animals are very easily trained and programmed, so those are the ones that the ancestors would grab a hold of and say, "Look, you're going to go take care. You're going to do this." And then when they ask them, "Why did you do that?" I heard voices. Voices told me to do it.
1: Exactly. They did hear exactly. As a matter of fact, I remember Oprah had this little girl on her show. And she was in her own world called Catalina, and she had all these different uh, things, animals and people, impacting on her and telling her to hit. So, you know, Mm I thought I said, you know, that's probably an oral spirit as uh, was defined by uh, what's the brother that did the EFA book with Newman and one oh, of his Nemo, uh, a pega a pega i shouldn't know yes. i know him i met him i'm sorry cuz he's gone now he shade, uh him but um that in his book he speaks of oral spirits or the spirits of people who died violently or you know who who had um, met with unhappiness in life from aggressive or violent end. And and one of the things that uh, bothers me is that so much violence was done to us as a a people, you know, experimenting on while we wasn't, you know, under any medication. That's how they wrote these medical books of what's inside of the organs. But they sure know what's inside of live organs because they cut people open alive. So those mm-hmm. oral spirits are still walking this planet. And they will have their justice. So there's a whole oh, yeah. lot of going on. So I fully agree with you on the point that, um, you know, it was, in fact, karma come back because it is karmatic. You know, you can't go around killing people's children and then expect to live, you know, a great life, which is right. why. or
2: the extension of life.
1: I You know, say. there'll
2: be no extension. You know, this is where you will end. And all things transmute, Onile, which is the earth, is, is going through a transformative process along with Olodumari. All things that have a Ori, all things that are connected to Olodumari are transforming all things that remove themselves out of the natural path and alignment, this is what we call wickedness. This is not evil because we, we mistake evil and wickedness. We call it the same thing. But evil just means the black the black female god. That's evil. But wickedness is when you're out of alignment with the will and the assignments of Oludumari or out of alignment with your soul. And when that happens, your only home becomes the planet. So as the planet transforms, it shakes you off the planet. It just shakes you off the surface because you're not moving along with, with the progress, with the procession. So that's why, yeah, we're, we're changing. We're changing uh, bio and, and biochemically. We're changing. And for those who are holding on to the material attachments of yesteryears, they're not changing. They're, they're becoming static and stagnant. And you're noticing that a lot of people who are waging those same type of wars, they're not reproducing at the same rate that they were. 20, 30 years ago, they're having a lot of fertility issues because they're not moving with the progression and the advancement of the planet. Okay. They're dying out. They're the old regime. And one of the things that they're doing in order to maintain their presence is joining with those who are evolving. This is no different than the Pocahontas story. Okay. Some people came to this, to North America. They wouldn't have made it one, one winter. They were dying out. And, uh, they started to miscegenate the people who were here, it's just based they raped them. okay, No different than Thomas Jefferson and, and Sally Hemings. Or even when you speak about the dissection of the uh, melanated being, we, we can deal with Sarge or Sarah Bartman, also known as the Venus Hottentot, you know, um, where this sister was put in circuses and, and put on display because of the curvature of her body and, and her female genitalia. You know, So people are studying that in order to figure out how they can use that energy, that melanin, that blood, or, in, or what we call the OGG or the Ashe of those particular beings to take them to the next level. So you know, it's the Funkadelic energy. When the mothership lands, how can I get my ticket? Well, you can get your ticket if you have someone who will carry you through the astral planes, who will throw you on your back and say, come on, you can go with me. So one of the best things I can do is make sure that I hire a black nanny and have her suckle my children so Ooh. she can share her DNA with my children. So that way when things come back and that first eye rises up again, or what we call the Ori Iwaju in Yoruba, or what some people are now healing as the planet Nibiru, which is also neb which means the master of the light. So when neb comes back or the Ori Iwaju starts blinking, if I have the DNA of the Anu or those who fall from heaven, then, hey, maybe they'll cut me a break and take me back with them and I won't be wiped off the surface.
1: Well, you know, that's the premise of the ISIS papers by Dr. Francis Mm -hmm. Press Wellesley. She says that um, the the minority are are definitely... um, you know, uh, having those issues of fertility and so forth, and they are quickly um, being absorbed because they cannot be the dominant population because color, once you put in there, a little drop in, it colors everything. That right. That, you know, snow white, all that's gone. And then mm-hmm. you have color. Melanin takes over. That's
2: right. It, it, it dominates anything it touches. It's like, like curry powder. <laughs> you put curry in your food, everything's yellow or purple. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Melanin, as soon as it touches something, it, it totally dominates and takes over, and it can be programmed. So if, if you if you program melanin, it's no different than when we do ifa uh, or risha rituals. You know, you, you say adura or, or prayers, you know, or rikis over your water, and then you drink that water. So now that water is infused with the mission and the purpose of what you set over it. Well, melanin is the same way. You can charge melanin in that way, and then if it's shared out in whichever way it's, it's acquired, then it, it maintains the purpose of that, of that initial charge. You know, and mm. you're absolutely right. Dr. Welsing spoke about that, the, the fear of genetic annihilation. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. And that's a very real thing if, if your entire genetic um, survival scheme is based on external factors. Like you said earlier, there are people who are trying to hold their power because they, they only perceive power through the five senses. So whatever I can touch, feel, or taste, this is what signifies my power, and my power is basically based on my ability to control my environment. For those people, that's power. If I can control my environment, I have power, and that's not what power is. Power yeah. is your connection to your soul, your ori. And once you connect to your ori, then you can experience what true power is. And It has nothing to do with, with you walking in a room and people being afraid of you. That That's nothing to do with it. It it goes back to even a lot of times and many of us first come into this tradition, whether we're just dealing with our ancestors or we're dealing with Orisha, You know, you're told a lot of things that you should do to keep yourself clean, like keep your hair covered and, you know, always wash your hands and wear your wipes and things like that because you haven't really come into your power yet. Once you come into your power, the people who would shake your hand or try to hug you, they're the ones that have something to worry about because of what's emanating off of you. The the wicked energies won't even feel comfortable in your presence because you are now walking on purpose and in alignment with your soul energy. So you don't have to worry about doing cleanse baths every two days because you're, you're emitting such rays and, and such strong G, which is the electromagnetic body that we deal with in Yoruba, that no, no parasites can even stay on you
1: without being burnt out. That is true. That is true. You are absolutely correct. But I just want to uh, tell you that we have seven minutes and um, – this has been a fascinating hour of power, and I need to have you back because I'm not finished yet. <laughs> I have <laughs> so many more questions for you because you are a storehouse, so I appreciate that as a lifelong learner. You know, oh, you yeah. taught me something today that I didn't know, that Eve, oh, was, know. And, and Eve is in there, and that was mm-hmm. there, but I didn't know that. And that... um Evil, you know, represents the woman and um, wickedness is the key to what I'm talking about. And there's right. wickedness in high places. So it's right. that energy that is being toppled right now. That's right. So I right. definitely want you to tell people how to contact you and, you know, really give your, uh, you know, your rundown of your programs and stuff so that people know.
2: Sure. Um, and just to, to add on real quick, um, I'll make my contact short. But um, when we're dealing with that Eve, also correlated to the word evening, just for those who have also learned something, maybe it might have sparked something. And when you look into the Bible where it says that God spoke to Adam in the cool of the evening, and of course, his counterpart was named Eve, and the cool of the evening was dealing with her womb, the darkness of the womb. He even hid in the bushes from God's voice. <laughs> so you know, uh, all those words they mean something. Uh, but yes, um, I see. and then even, yeah. <laughs> so some people can look into. Yeah, um, I can be contacted. Uh, we we have our, our main site, which is our new nation, which is A N U N A T i o n dot org people can go there and sign up for the newsletter and things like that for um learning experiences to sign up or to sign up for classes you can go to the saduluhouse.com which is s-a-d-u-l-u-h-o-u-s-e dot c-o-m um, we also have a site orisha religion o-r-i-s-h-a-r-e-l-i-g-i-o-n dot com orisha religion dot com get more information on Arisha, the Agum, but also the shows that we do every Friday and Sunday. We also have shows on Block Talk Radio um, on the Enlightenment and Transformation channel. So you can check us out there as well. And I can be contacted through any of those sites.
1: I say. Well, this has been so powerful, you know, and just a blessing because it is the energy that we have to... um, Bring to the public so that hearing and knowing, as you see things, you know it, and you won't be ignorant, and you'll try to do what you can to elevate your individual self because it starts from the self. The sun shines on all people. It doesn't matter whether they're wicked or or good. The sun is given everybody, but, you know, the universe is now in the process of healing these wounds, you know, because children cannot keep coming back into the world filled with all of these terrors and stuff. And you, do you know about the rainbow prophecy from the Iroquois people? No, I'm not familiar. Well, what it says is that The people who abuse the land, their children will be born to heal the land, and that children will be born back into the planet so that they can heal the land. So we are in that process. Uh, Most Mm -hmm. of those um, children are now 13, so they have a big impact on what's going on. And the divine feminine energy, you know, is, um, you know, breaking down those prejudices and they are really, um, people are doing more in terms of young people with money than before. You know, they used to be in the system where they were told how to keep the money in the family. Now they start to allow the higher vibration of survival to come into play and you know, not be as greedy. That's right. The, the, it is the foundations
2: a, and the structures. What, what has been considered to make one rich previously, those foundations and those worlds are crumbling. So people, like you said, are redefining what wealth actually is. So it's a great time.
1: I, I say. So I definitely have to uh, talk to Felicia to see if we can arrange this Uh, I actually like Sunday 8 o'clock. We can meet back again uh, maybe next week if you're available or the week after that. But um, I definitely feel like the messages that you have for us is very instrumental in helping people to heal post-traumatic, which is around all of us, you know. That's right. And you just have to really fight that and it's up to us the people who are descendants of slaves to come forth and take care of each other so I say so I I feel coming and sharing your wealth of knowledge and wisdom and understanding and I pray that everyone has an eye-opening week and that the old dude will bless them with the greater impact on their destiny as they move forward. So I just want to say to all my listeners, I love you, and tune back with us for the next Hour of Power because I am really uh, excited about Haru, and I definitely want you, yeah, you, to come back and share your wisdom with us again.
2: I'm so, here for you, Ian. So
0: whenever I say, you, you, have I have, <laughs> you have a magnificent
1: <laughs> week. I am. You have a magnificent and all of you have a magnificent week, and thank you for joining us, and have a good night. I say. I say. Good night. O Davo.